The Ziggler Show comes from the legacy of Zig Ziggler and brings together personal and professional growth, business success, and faith. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this episode, what benefit does it give you? So we buy what we buy for the benefit it gives us, right? In the form of fulfilling a desire or solving a problem. Sometimes we're not even aware of why we buy what we do. But if you really think about it, there are specific reasons you can list out. It's actually a good exercise to do it. The exercise of this show is to get us thinking about benefits from the products and services we buy. So as to help us better conceptualize how we need to showcase the products and services we offer. Even if you're an employee, I mean, you're paid for a result and a benefit, not simply to take up space. So are you aware of the specific benefits you provide beyond again, just fulfilling the role? So I start to show off with a three minute clip from Zig Ziglar and it's from his direct sales training, not on stage with all the humor and whatnot. This is pretty uh, in your face. He talks about the three aspects of anything that we offer features, functions, and benefits, with the core value being, of course, benefits. And from this clip, I asked the Ziegler audience this question, please recommend a few of your favorite products and services and why? What's the benefit you get from them? And what came out was just a great overview of just what Zig outlined, features, functions, and benefits. Tom Ziegler and I had a really interesting conversation dissecting this triad as we talk through so many of your comments. It's really going to help you conceptualize just what benefit you, your product or service is providing and are you communicating that well? Well, Tom is going to join us. We'll get started right after I share what else we have for you and some great products and services. In the great profession of selling, there is much talk about features, functions, and benefits. But what are these wonderful items? In order to lead with need, we must have an understanding of the basic definition of these key words. By definition, a feature is a part of the product or service or what the product is. There may be several features per product or service. A ballpoint pen has a clip. This is a feature. By definition, a function is the act that particular part of the product or service performs or what that particular part of the product does. Again, there may be several functions per product or service. For example, the clip of the ballpoint pen functions to hold the pen to your pocket. By definition, a benefit is the advantage in using the feature and the function or what the feature and the function do for the prospect client. Again, there may be many benefits per product or service. The clip of the ballpoint pen saves you money and frustration because you don't keep misplacing or losing it. Please remember that every prospect listens to radio station WIIFM, which again stands for What's In It For Me. To this point, I have been spending a great deal of time pounding the importance of benefits. However, for the successful sales presentation, you will need a thorough understanding of all three parts. The reason I have emphasized benefits is to impress upon you the importance of selling products of the product and not the product alone. These three elements, feature, function, and benefit, are not equal thirds. When providing a solution to the prospect's needs, that is, solving a problem, you always lead with need. There will be times when you will need to reference features and functions. You can probably understand why some people sell only functions, what it does. Beware of this trap. What your product or service or a part of that product or service may do is very interesting and it may even convince the prospect that you know your business and understand the value of your product. However, functions probably won't cause me to give you my money. That will happen when and only when you persuade me to take action by clearly spelling out what's in it for me. When you show me the advantages I get from using your product or service, we are truly communicating. Salespeople need to understand that the prospect does not buy what the product is. They buy the benefits which the use of the product will bring to them. Anti-lock brakes mean very little to the average driver until you explain that they may prevent those dangerous skids on slippery highways. Still 
belted radio might mean very little unless you explain that it enables the motorist to get an extra 15,000 safe miles out of a set of tires. Well, Tom, I started off with this just to kind of a prime the pump uh, in good Ziggler fashion on citing some stuff, some things that I continually use. So these are things that I choose to pay, uh, use, use my money and pay for products and services to these companies, these products, as opposed to a competitor because of specific benefits. And of course, so that's going to be our muse as we talk through this, as we also get our heads around, okay, what are the product, what are the benefits we provide with our own product or service, or even yeah, our employment uh, that, that we give to a company. So I mean, Amazon Prime, I'm an admitted user. It's so funny, Tom. I mean, you've been up here in my town. Walmart is a mile that way. I don't go anymore. I mean, why step foot out there, go in there, try to figure out what I have. Do they have it? I go to Amazon. I find what I want. I read the reviews. I check it. I compare it to something else. I buy it. And then with even up in my little mountain town, I mean, you, you know, you're, you're in Plano, Texas, Dallas area, big metropolis. I'm up here with 3000 people or 3000 households at least, at least, and I'll order something and more and more I get it the next day. I mean, it still blows me away. If not, you know, two days feels like a long time now. And if my gosh, if it goes past two days, you feel like you just got ripped off. I mean, come on. So I, I am, I use it almost daily, almost daily. Am I using it? Uh, I've got my Cannondale mountain bike. I've been you know, doing bike races on We were talking about that. I posted on Facebook the other day and I appreciate it so much what I can do on it. And they've got their own technology and, and unique things on that bike. I love what I can go out and do on it. I just got a hydro rowing machine. Now they're a sponsor of the show. It's kind of like Peloton uh, that you get on it and you row and you've got a board. But the thing is, is I have, I mean, even as a professional cyclist, I never did indoor training. I just couldn't handle it. I'd rather go out, even if the weather was horrible, get out and do it. Now, though, I've got this thing, a hydro rowing machine, and it's got the screen in front of me. Again, it's kind of like the Peloton bike deal. I've got a coach leading me, and they're actually in the water on some waterway, you know, around the country. So I'm seeing this beautiful sights. I'm hearing the music. They're coaching us, telling us what to do on a specific workout. Then there's a leaderboard of other people who are also participating from around the country, around the world, I guess. And so I get to do that and go, you know, I want to, I want to get in 56th place. I want to get in the top 50. I want to get, so I'm, you know, competing and boom, 20 minutes goes by, 30 minutes goes by. And the thing I'm appreciating with it, and this, you know, hey, this, I, I honestly, I wanted a rowing machine for so long, but I just, uh, you know, get doing it inside was so hard. Now this company's got it and I'm getting 86% of my body worked out. When I'm riding, I don't get that much worked out. When I'm running, I don't get that much. So dig that. And the other one that I listed down here was Starbucks. And I am generally not a fan of the big corporate, you know, chains and franchises. But man, I like that style of coffee. I can get what I want anywhere, as you know. Uh, here in my town, it's got the big Pikes Peak view and the customer service is great. And I'll tell you, as we go down through here and talk uh, through some of the responses, the comments, customer service came out a lot, Tom. And, and that from to think about that from anybody listening, even if you're an employee, that's one of the top things that employers right now are suffering from is, yeah, OK, I got a kid who can do X, Y, Z or I got an employee who can do X, Y, Z. But they have no and they were big call them soft skills. I like that. We're now calling them. Let's call them necessary skills, personal relationship skills, how to smile, shake hands, be in tune with somebody. It's, again, basic sales that we're back to. And as you know, man, it's very uncommon these days. It is. It is. And, you know, when you talk about benefits, um, gosh, the, the, the challenge is, is we get when we're offering a product or service, uh, we get so wrapped up in our own head. Right. We we forget the yeah. person in front of us, what they're there for, what they really want. And as you were talking about those experiences with those companies, especially the rowing uh uh, machine that you have and the company that brought that, you know, mm -hmm. they've created a community, right? Because we all, we're social beings. And now with this pandemic and isolation, <laughs> we need to be connected more than ever. Yeah. Even though we're social distancing, we need to do that. So they brought that to us. Uh, it just reminds me, I think it was, you know, we order things from Chewy.com and mm -hmm. that's a pet supply. And you always hear great stories about, um, 
what they've done to go the extra mile. I know one of our friends ordered some some dog food from them, and bef- and before the food arrived, their dog died. And so they wrote back to Chewy's and said, "Oh no, how do I send this back?" And and Chewy said, "Oh, we're so sorry for your loss. We will." Uh, you know, we're going to credit that, but we want you to go and give that food to an animal shelter if you don't have another pet, right? And then they got a handwritten sympathy card from the customer service agent. And and so even in these difficult times, when we start, you know, the the way you need to think about benefits and what your product or service is, is what is it that your customer is really wanting? Mm -hmm. You know, what is it that's going to make the difference? And so let's dig into some of these some of these questions we've got. Yeah, well, the first one, the first person that posted was on customer service, David Treese. He said, I love shopping at Tractor Supply. Uh, now, again, I, I live in this little town up in the mountains, but we're big enough. We have a tractor supply. There's enough people. It serves a populace of, I think, 20,000 people or so uh, across the county. And we have a tractor supply. And I experienced just what David's talking about. He says, I raise chickens and I tried to support a local feed and seed so a local shop but i got tired of poor customer service at the local place tractor supply employees are helpful and they always say thank you when i pay when so many places lack gratitude seemingly for their customers it makes it stand out even more when someone thanks me that's i so we have a hardware store here in town we have a lumber yard here in town that i frequent a lot anything that i can possibly get at Tractor Supply, I will get it. I walk in the door, almost always I'll get a greeting. Hello, you know, thanks for coming in. And exactly, I've, uh, whenever I've had to ask for help, man, they're overly, overly kind. And, and, and just to go in and t- I got a chainsaw, I was looking for blades or something, and got talking to a kid, realized that he was big into sharpening, and he actually sharpened blades. He says, man, you can buy some new ones, but I can also sharpen your other ones. Said, Seriously? So we connected out of that, and I'm thinking, where do they get these people? Customer service, I have no idea if the prices are better. I don't really care. Uh, that kind of customer service, I will happily pay for. Yeah, it's it's a little bit extra. And, and you know, it doesn't take much. Uh, Seth Godin, who we've had on here before, you know, one of his constant themes is, you know, isn't it a shame that these megacorps spend millions of dollars in marketing to gain a new customer? But yes. then when an existing customer gets on the phone and says, hey, I've got a challenge, the metric that they measure the customer service by is how fast do they get them off the call? Yes. Right. And he says it's backwards. They should, they should measure customer service metric or success by how long they keep them on the phone. You know, just so simple. Hey, we're so grateful that you're our customer. Let me take care of this. Oh, fantastic. What are you doing today? You know, just that conversation that says, Hey, I care about you resolve the issue and say, Hey, did you hear about this? Are you aware of that? Or what else can we do for you? That is really kind of a benefit mindset because you know, t- today's world, it's, you know, we're just in the U.S. especially, we're just blessed that with the, you know, with some typing, we can, we can go online and find 10 places that'll get us what we want. And so it's, you know, that last comment about they got a little disappointed in their local feed and seed. And so mm-hmm. they went to tractor supply. Kudos to tractor supply. But for all of our small businesses, hey, this is, this is actually your opportunity to shine because you can put a personality and experience in what you do that the yeah. big the big groups can't. Yeah. There's one thing that you can always win on and that is engagement and loving on and respecting the people who walk through your doors. Absolutely. You know, here's one that you're going to like, Tom. Uh, just now on Facebook, Nikki Ivy, who is a Ziegler certified trainer, I'm sure you know of. Uh, she said Chick-fil-A set a whole new standard for customer service. It's spreading because of their example. What a great trend to start. And previously, Jennifer Meisel had also said it sounds cliche, but I think Chick-fil-A drive through is legendary. No one else has hands held, has handhelds, takes your money before the window, sometimes walks it out to you and lets you get out of line. If I saw the amount of people in line at other restaurants, I'd drive right by, not CFA. And my pleasure is always genuine. You know, it makes you think if that's a great muse, your product, your service, would it make a show like this asking 
What are companies out there that shine with the benefits or actually even just customer service? We just, if we just focus on customer service and that's right, Tom, no matter what your product, no matter what your service, no matter what role you feel, fill as an employee, you can always rock the customer service, the PR skills. And here we are given, uh, I mean, you know, tens of thousands of people are going to hear this show. And they're going to hear Chick-fil-A. They're going to hear Starbucks. They just heard Tractor Supply Company. We talked about Amazon. I mean, these people are getting free priceless endorsements because they're not paid. Hydro. Now, Hydro, again, they're a sponsor of the show. It's an authentic uh, endorsement from me, but they are. All these other ones so far are not. I haven't mentioned one that, ha that has been a sponsor of the show. They're getting free, priceless, invaluable uh, PR and that's what we can all do, Tom. That's what Ziggler gets so much of. Everybody's out there just raving about Ziggler for free. You're not paying them. That's right. You know, the Chick-fil-A one, uh, I went through Chick-fil-A a couple of days ago. Don't tell anybody. Don't <laughs> I won't tell, tell our me. doctor, Randy. Okay. Yeah, don't tell Randy. Don't tell Angelo Polini from MedPro, another great organization. <laughs> from. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, in fact, Kevin, I just re-engaged with him, man. He's going to... He, I didn't, I didn't find the COVID-19, but I found the COVID-12. So I'm going to get back on the, <laughs> yeah, on, the, on that. But I go through Chick-fil-A and this is how cool it is. Okay. So, you know, they don't have inside service right now because of what's going on. Yeah. But they have six or seven of their team stationed outside. So they can literally take six orders at a time through the drive-thru. And of course they wear their masks and you tell them what, what you want. And then your credit card, they hand, they, they put the machine in and you just slide it. They never touch anything. Oh wow! Completely touchless. Now this is what's really cool about Chick-fil-A is as much as they love the customer, they have put little um, coverings for each of their people outside. So they're in the shade. They've, some of them uh, have like, the soft things that you stand on. Huh. And so they're taking care of, of their people. And I remember years ago, Dan Cathy, who leads Chick-fil-A, he, he came to our offices and somebody said, what's the, you know, what do you guys really do at Chick-fil-A? And he said, look, our mission is to take 16 year old girl and boy barbarians and turn them into ladies and gentlemen who know how to say, please, thank you. And my pleasure. And, and that's why, you know, when you go to these places where Chick-fil-A is, the, the parents whose kids work there, they're ecstatic because, you know what they're really learning when they work there is they're just learning respect and kindness and generosity. And I think as a culture, as an atmosphere, an organization, when that's what we teach, the customers feel that. And it has to be genuine or it won't work. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, customer service, I mean, we could just put that at top of the list for a benefit and that's one that it, it, we can all do and we can all lead with, I think. So let's here's some, here's some other ones. Dennis Durrell, he says, Costco wholesale, organic foods at reasonable prices. I don't worry about ever paying or getting substandard quality, man. Costco, uh, now I don't go They're so far away for me that I don't, but I encounter so many people who are incredibly loyal uh, to Costco. So it, it, that says a lot about them. He says, Alaska Airlines, quality service, reliable performance, robust route structure. I can count on them to get me there and get me home. And if there's a problem, they take care of me. So again, uh, customer service, Alaska Airlines. I don't know that I've ever flown Alaska Airlines. Have you, Tom? I have flown them. Um, and I won't mention the other airlines that I normally fly, uh, but I would definitely say that Alaska is a step up. Um, I'm not used to hearing anything good about any airline these days. So I'm, I'm impressed. That'll, that will stick out in my mind the next time I book a flight. Yeah. If I had an option, uh, of course in Dallas, there's not too many flights out of Dallas, uh, that we, that we do, but, uh, I've flown them and, you know, fan, fantastic service. Uh, Southwest airlines is another one that really stands out as far as, you know, how they treat and how they serve. And it's a, I mean, I, I haven't flown in six months. You know, I've went from flying two or three times, maybe more a month to, to zero. Uh, and, I, you know, and I'm just watching all the people who are flying right now on, on the Facebook post. And it's a weird time out there. Yeah. 
And it's, it's like an abundance of kindness is what's needed. The antidote to all of this, uh, the issues that are going on, really is kindness. And so we had Shante uh, on. What was the – do you know her episode offhand? Because we mentioned her. Keep talking. Before. I'll find it. I'll find it. Yeah. So Shanti Feldham says that the uh, maybe the – the killer app of all human emotions that we can use, not use, that's not the right word, but that, that we can develop in ourselves. is yeah. just to be kind to other people. Kindness opens so many doors, smooths over, allows us to come together and, and, and figure out things, especially when we have disagreements or things aren't perfect. You find it? 464. 464. Yep. Episode Ziggler show episode 464. You can find that again, wherever you get your podcast, iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, Pandora or whatever. Actually, Pandora, I think is brand new. We're just getting on Pandora, but for uh, episode 464 with Shanti Feldhahn. And I don't know that there is a show I have referenced more. I should know the number by heart because talk about her perspective on kindness. Again, coming back to customer service, there's probably yeah, nothing better. So again, as we talk about these, we're, I, I want everybody thinking about, okay, here we are talking about these companies and the benefits that people are citing. We can all think about every, if you're sitting in your car right now or working out or wherever you are, listen to this. You can think about the products and services and think about why. Why do you spend your money? Why do I spend my money at Starbucks and not the other coffee shops? I know that what the benefit is. Sometimes we don't even think about it. I know what it is. And then again, turn back to ourselves and say, if you have a product or service, what is the benefit? Why are people giving you their money for it as opposed to a competitor's? And same thing if you're an employee, what is the benefit you are providing the company that makes you irreplaceable? Does, the, does your employer or your customer know the benefit you provide or do you just feel like, no, I just fulfill a role and if you do, you're replaceable. So again, this benefit is, is one. But as, as you talked about, Tom, man, I, I am appalled sometimes at my own ability to forget and I'll start talking about the feel as Zig talked about in the, in the clip that our podcast listeners will have heard and I'm talking about features and functions of this product and I have to think about man, who has ever gone to the Porsche parking lot and opened the hood and they're talking about the horsepower or talking about how the, you know, the air conditioning works. That's not what Porsche is selling. That's not why we buy them. We want to look fast and look good. And that's why, and that's what the ad's going to showcase. But how often do I, Kevin Miller with whatever product or service, and I'm talking about the bucket seats and the leather and whatever, and I get off tangent. We all do. And I hope that's the point of this show. I do want to point out that Dennis also listed the true life podcast. Thank you for that. Dennis. He said, trusted medical perspective based on root cause perspective. It helps me focus on the cause and not the cure. Well, thank you, Dennis. You are listening to The Ziggler Show and this episode on what benefit you get and provide. Next, Tom shares a car example of his own and the benefits and customer service that's just so significant. We'll jump right back in after I share some great products and services with you. Well, Kevin, you brought up a car example, so I've got to give my car story. So mm -hmm. this is over 20. This is how powerful this story is. This is over 25 years ago. And we actually, it's about 20, yeah, about 22, 23 years ago. That's about how long ago it was. I had the opportunity to buy two cars uh, within about four months from each other. And the first buying experience, I go in and I wanted this car and I'm just going to mention the dealership. It was a Sewell Lexus dealership. Uh -huh. Sewell is world-class when it comes to customer service. They're legendary. Ex yeah. Experience. And so we, so we go in and, and I buy this car and it's just a fantastic, I drove the car for 17 years. <laughs> so for all the Dave Ramsey fans out there, uh, I was not a Dave Ramsey uh, listener at that point when I bought that car and then I became a Dave Ramsey listener. Uh -huh. And so I probably kept that car 10 years longer than, than I would have normally just because of the guilt of buying a brand new car instead of a used car. But that's another story. So anyway, we buy this car and I remember the purchasing process took about an hour and it was so thorough. It was so awesome. And then they said, Hey, when the car comes in and it's ready, uh, you need to set aside some time. They spent two and a half hours with me 
walking over every detail of the car. And then they introduced me to everybody in the service department. They had this first class lounge, you know, and it's got every drink and snack you can think of. And you could tell what their concern was, hey, you know what? The sale was the easy part. We want a customer for life. And so in this time since then, I bought two or three more cars from them. The other car that I bought, I won't mention the dealer, uh, but but it was another, uh, it was it was a Mercedes. I go in and the whole thing was, hey, you know what? Are you sure you, are you sure you fit in with us? The whole thing was the takeaway clothes, right? Wow. It was just an attitude. Yeah. My wife wanted the car. Uh, so we get the car, we, we go to pick it up and he takes us to look at the car and he says, uh, here's this and this, here's our number. And uh, by the way, you're going to get an evaluation in the mail. I really would appreciate it if you gave me a good rating. And if you fill that out with all fives, I'll give you a free oil change when you come back next time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. So we walk. We, we, then we go back uh, three weeks later to pick up the license plate, and they handed it to me. When I, did it, when I took it to Sewell for the license plate, when it came in. Put that sucker on. They came out. They said, hey, do you mind if we wash your car and put the plate on? Hey, what, could, what do you want to eat? <laughs> See, that's the little things. It, little things that are huge. Okay, so on that, I'm very well aware, even up, you know, wherever I, I lived at the time, of Sewell Cadillac in Dallas, Texas. And it's so famous that there's a book, Customers for Life by Carl Sewell. And the tagline is how to turn that one-time buyer into a lifetime customer. Back to what you said, Tom, that we've heard, I think any, hopefully anybody in business has heard that the most profitable uh, customer is the one you already have. And yet, man, that is not the norm, even this. And, and I've read you know, books about different businesses. I mean, so here is one. There are who knows how many car dealerships across America. Every one of them can go get Carl Sewell's book, Customers for Life, right now. And he'll tell you exactly what they do to be world famous and to That's be right. more profitable than any other dealership. And they can they can emulate that. And yet, how many car dealerships have they been into? And they're just the run of the mill. They do what you expect and uh, nothing more. And it's mind-blowing. And here's the uh, – that's a book relevant for everybody. I don't, you don't have to be in the car business to, to, to read. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking at a couple of responses now. Yeah. Uh, Thomas – La Barbera says, uh, hey, Thomas, we're glad you're, you're listening. But, but he said, hey, we just got to get back to the basics. And then Chris Wallace came on uh, and he said, wow, that's amazing. Let me, just, let me just speak to all of our listeners right now. Mm -hmm. There is so much anxiety, so much tension, so much worry going on in the world right now that if you just set in your mind and all of your business dealings with prospects, with customers, with team members, hey, you know what? Today, I'm going to be a little bit curious. I'm going to exude an attitude of confidence and peace. And I'm going to ask questions just to find out how things are going with those that I serve. You will set yourself apart yeah. from everybody else. Yeah. You will set yourself apart. And that goes back to just a spirit of kindness. And so when we understand where other people are coming from, that's when we can have the biggest impact. Yep. You and I, it reminds me, a show we just recently, this is 822. It must have been uh, 820, 818, one of the shows recently. And we talked about a refund policy. Remember that, Tom? And yeah. how ultimately, whatever it is, what, so you sell a product, you sell a service, and the customer wants a refund, whatever that money amount is, whether it's 50 bucks, whether it's 500 bucks, whether it's a thousand bucks, it is hardly ever worth the cost of trying to enforce that policy and get that money back for the bad PR it does. So you know, talk about, you know, customer service. I have, I've never done it, Tom. And I've had, you know, I've had businesses where big ticket items and there was a refund policy of, you know, it's got to be within 30 days. It's what we put it out there because, of course, we don't want the refunds. But I never I never you know, I'm, I'm saying that, Tom, I think that I think one time I had somebody who was so belligerent that I 
kindly talk them into allowing me to enforce it, I believe. Because I, I'm thinking, man, it's just, a lot of people hear this. Somebody's going to go, Kevin, you said, but I'm that person who you did. I, I can't hardly remember it, but I'm, I'm almost hesitant to say it. I don't know that I've ever, it's never worth it. It's never worth the bad PR to have that. I think I did have somebody agree to a partial, you know, that they did use X, Y, Z. Uh, but man, it's never worth it. Uh, here's Jen Underwich. She says, uh, well, she said ditto on the uh, CFA drive-thru. But she says, insurance and banking, USAA. And I've heard this from other people as well. Their customer service and responsiveness is top notch. When getting a divorce, I called, explained what was up, and they transferred me to their specialist, started a new bank account, updated all the insurance, home, car, specialty stuff in one phone call with one person. Then they told me there were certain things that couldn't be changed until the court paperwork process, but they followed up with me to make sure when it happened, they swapped it over. When my car broke down, they called the tow truck. They stayed on the phone with me and made sure to follow up, and then we got safely to the next step. Their hours are around the clock because military personnel stationed around the world uh, need that. And I can always get help promptly. I'll never use anyone else. I've, you know, I've actually heard that from our doctor, my co-host, Dr. Randy James, because he was Air Force. He has USA and he's said that before. There's certain things that he's not going to change that he has with them because of how they take care of him. Yeah, Absolutely. I remember uh, going to uh, Cancun and we got a really good deal on the Ritz. Okay. So we got the Ritz for like 70% off. I don't know how we got it uh, <clears throat> because I don't stay in the Ritz <laughs> unless it's a deal. Yeah, so yeah. We go down there and, you know, we're coming back from dinner and it's about nine o'clock at night. And I know that the business center has uh, certain hours and, as I go to the front desk, I say, hey, is the business center open? And I see the sign and it says 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So I know it's not open, right, as I'm asking the question. And so at the Ritz, legendary service, Yeah, this is the way the, the person at the front desk responded. Would you like for it to be open? <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> Good answer. And the way she said it, it was like, Hey, we're happy to open it, especially if, you know, there's some issue that you, you, you want to deal with. And of course, I mean, let's, I wanted to get on the internet down there. This was a number of years ago when internet was kind of a uh, thing and there, there wasn't anything urgent. And I said, Oh no, I didn't realize it. I, Cause I discovered it wasn't open right when I asked the question, I said, Oh no, it's fine. But I left there thinking, wow, if they'll do that for me in this little situation like this, I don't have to worry about any big situation that comes. Yeah, yeah the trust that that builds. Absolutely. I, I, it makes me uh, remember, too, my wife, is, and, and I, too, but she spearheaded, huge fan of Hyatt, Hyatt Hotels, as opposed to some comparable ones. We've tried. We went and did different different hotels, different chains, different brands, whatever. And overall, again, customer service. They would take care of us. We'd have a request and they would take care. And so many of these others, again, very comparable. I won't name them, but other hotels. And they just said, gosh, I'm so sorry, but you know, our policy is whatever. And no, and gosh, enough time of that. And now my wife is a loyal Hyatt. She has the Hyatt card. She builds up Hyatt points and wherever we're going, we're going to, she's going to go find the Hyatt and they get our money. And now here I am giving them free promotion because they took care of us time and time again. It's almost that, it's almost like that parenting thing, Tom. I heard, I don't know where I got it from, but it's always stuck with me. If at all possible, say yes. And conversely, I make a concerted effort in my life, but especially with my kids for some reason, to never say the word no. Now, I may not grant the request, but the word no is just one of the most negative things on planet Earth is the word no. So I'll just, you know, gosh, I, that'd be great, but not, right now is not a good time. Okay, that's, that's saying no, but not with saying no. Uh, but yes, if I can say yes, yes, absolutely. We will do that someday. <laughs> but it's, if I can get a yes in there, and I felt like that was Hyatt's response so often. And man, if all possible, they are going to say yes. Um, Dana Cobb, she says, 
Oh, she cites the, the Zig podcast. How's that? This is a big one because I want to start a business, but I'm having struggles of many kinds. I also have some toxic people in my life who speak a lot of negative into it, and I can't extract myself from them at the moment. So listening to the show is literally the positive in my day. Uh, it speaks encouragement, empowerment, and grace, which I need. So thank you. Thank you and Tom. She's talking to me. Thank you and Tom and many of your guests for that. And you know, right after it, she also cites Dr. Henry Cloud's Boundaries membership. Now his book, Boundaries, man, I've had that for 15 years. Probably. It's been around a while. Uh, one of the best-selling self-help books of all time, Henry Cloud's Boundaries. But she says he has a membership site. I didn't know that. And it's been pivotal in my journey of dealing with these toxic people that I mentioned. It's helped me really dig into and apply boundaries in a way that I wasn't. It's also validated my feelings and the trauma I have experienced and in working through. Frankly, when you're getting gaslighted and manipulated, it's profound to have someone help you uh, with clarity. But I, I would recommend, again, if you have not read the book Boundaries, that's, that's a good book for anybody, anywhere, and especially for those who like to serve and care for other people and pour out, uh, and you can run yourself ragged, uh, or if you're involved with negative people and think you're trying to stick it out, good book to read on, uh, on having some boundaries. It's, again, sounds kind of negative, but it's, it's said in a really healthy way. So Kevin, we've we've had Dr. Cloud on, haven't we? No, I, I I tried to get through one time, and it was just one of the few that I think for some reason I just didn't find a connection point. Okay, we got to get him on. Yeah, I'd we love to figure that out. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's an amazing. He's he's amazing, and boundaries are so key. And, and I'll talk about this uh, because let's be. You know, there's a saying I love: the 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 customer's not always right, but they're still the customer. <laughs> yeah. So the saying that the customer is always right, I don't really buy into that. And I'll give you an example. Uh, back in the day when we used to get a ton of phone calls, uh, every now and then with somebody stressed out would call in and they would use profanity. And I had a, I had a rule on our, on our team uh, with our ladies there. I said, look, you, you don't have to deal with that. If, if, somebody, if somebody starts talking down and start using profanity, just say, hey, uh, can I can I transfer you? And I'll talk to them because we don't put up with that. So, you know, as a business owner, as, as providing service or some things that we we can be kind in the response. Yeah. Right. But we don't have to accept it. And, and one of the things and this is a mindset when people are that upset, it usually has nothing to do with you <laughs> and has everything to do with them. And it's a, it's an expectation. Yeah. There's they're having a bad day. There's issues that are going on. And so I think in Dr. Cloud's book on boundaries, he helps you to understand that we've we don't have to let people inside to do the damage. Right. We can we can say, oh, wait, you know, this is obviously an issue that you have. Let me see if I can help in the way that that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's good for our businesses as well. You know, to look at, it's not just a personal thing, but even with our business, look at boundaries, which again is not a term that I specifically like, because you want to say, no, I'm here. You know, we're, we're talking about customer service and saying, yes, I just went through that. Sounds like no boundaries, but man, you do have to have them. And we've got, we've all got to have them somewhere. Uh, Timothy Driver, he says, Apple products, their products just keep on going and never have issues. I've had an iMac for seven years and a bunch of people commented on that. And again, it's just interesting to what creates brand loyalty. Even as a, I mean, we're in this business, Tom. I mean, I'm studying behavioral economics and branding and marketing all the time. I'm a student of it. I think I'm an expert in it. And yet I'm also just as susceptible to it as anybody else. So Apple, they got me. I'm an, that's all I buy, Apple products. Even if you can get the same thing at half the price, you know, for my kids, for whatever school thing or whatever, it's just not worth the hassle. I, Cause I, I don't know the, uh, the windows stuff at this point. And when I first got turned over onto Apple, I felt like it just seems more intuitive. I don't have to deal, even the fact that you don't have to deal with uh, virus stuff, you know, all that jazz at all. That's, that's a deal maker for me. So I've got I have no idea how many Apple products we have in our house amongst where well, there's what eight people in the house right now, uh, between phones and laptops and iPads and, and, and whatnot. And I never deal with virus stuff, never gotten one, never deal with it. I don't, I, you know, they just, their updates come through and, and do that. Customer service has been good. 
And yeah, they last, it seems like they last forever. Matter of fact, the only reason I've ever bought another one is because it got so outdated. It just, you know, other programs out there couldn't come on it anymore. Uh, but the thing's still running. I just took some to the recycle place uh, here in town. So yeah, I got to admit, they've got me with a, a good product. Is it really better? An absolute, can I, can I prove better quality? I don't know, but you know, I also like the image, you know, how many movies, I mean, what's the last time you see it? Probably, I feel like nine out of 10 movies on the movie. Apple seems to own all movies, man. They flip up an apple, uh, you know, on the back of the laptop and they've done a good job. They've done their homework. Yeah. There's a couple of things that really stand out to me with Apple. And I read years ago, you know, when you think of like the big players and in, in computers, whether it would be uh, gateway back in the day or Dell or Microsoft or, Acer or any of these, uh, Apple in their design went to world-class graphic designers, engineers to create an aesthetically pleasing, beautiful product from every angle. I mean, that was a big thing. And I, I don't know if this was Seth Godin or somebody else, but they said, if you're the Apple's main competitor and you're selling, you know, millions of units as well, does it make sense to spend an extra half million or million dollars bringing in the top engineering graphic design aesthetic person to make your product stand out and look better? And when you factor that concept over millions of units, it's like a no brainer. And yet, nobody does it but Apple in that space. I mean, there might be one or two others that, that really stand out. And then Apple takes it to the next level. I don't know about you, Kevin, but opening an Apple product is almost a religious <laughs> experience. A, I was going to say, it's a little sacred moment. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like yeah. you, you sit down and you're not just going to tear the box open, right? Yeah. I mean, let's face it. You, you're going to make sure that every tab comes out correctly. All the peels come off just right. And I, I even go so far as to create little piles. I get everything out. I fold the stuff back in. I put it back into the box and I keep the box thinking, I'm probably going to have to use that box to send it back in someday. And yeah. You know what? I never have. Yeah. And five <laughs> years later, you find it down in the cupboard and you think, well, I, I, yeah, I know. And, and so, but what does that really tell you? It, it tells you that, and, and Simon Sinek talked about it in the, uh, what do they call it? The golden circle. Uh, you know, it starts with why. Yeah. There are why companies and there are what companies and almost all companies are what companies. And what does that mean? Well, remember when the, uh, the, the music players, the digital music players first came out, mm -hmm. I, I bought my first one from Dell and it was like, it looked like a tube of lipstick. You know, it was actually, it, uh, it wasn't a tube. It was kind of a square thing and it, it could hold like 500 songs. I mean, this is back in the day when, yeah. and it was very functional and it was about 75 bucks, which was very affordable and it did everything right. And then, but who, who even remembers that Dell had a music player? Mm -mm. Nobody does. Well, then the iPod came out. iPod. Am I remembering that right? I think so. I yeah. think I was trying to think, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, I'm the new earbuds, ear, you know, anyway, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. iPod. Yep. It's an iPod. The, 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 in, and when that came out, that was like, Oh, right. I've got a, I've got this device that's, that takes me to my memories. Okay. And so the difference between a why and a what Dell was a what company at that time because what people wanted was a, it was an economical device that works. Apple's a why company because they asked this question: Why? Why would somebody want this? Well, they want to be they want to be seen as a leader. They want to be seen as a trendsetter. They yeah. want to be they want it to fit into their lifestyle to look good everywhere they go, to be a status symbol in every regard. And, and because the benefit that, that, that Apple sees is they want to enhance the overall lifestyle of every one of their customers in every area. Yep. And that's a, that's a why. And why do they want to do that? Because they know that if people feel good with the product and the product works, it's got to have technically, it's got to be fantastic. 
that that's going to boost them in other other areas and other ways. And that to me was that. So we don't, nobody I know has a Dell music player, but I know people who've got a drawer full of iPods, yeah, which eventually got replaced by the iPhone, which became both. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'd be pointing out another one, Spotify. I am, I have been paying them. I have a family plan. All my family's on it. We share our playlists and I listen to music all day long. Anything I want still blows me away that I can do that for, I think that even the family plan is like 15 bucks a month. I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing. You know, I mean, Apple is a trend setter. They are often creating things we didn't even know that we wanted, you know, sometimes, and they're known for that. Uh, that's not the norm for most of us. And it made me come back. Oh, I had somebody else who recommended or, or said, you know, Amazon prime because of their delivery and their uh, customer service and yada, yada. I, we had a, we actually had a sponsor on the show years ago, trunk club for men. And you would go and pick out you have a specialist that would help you and pick out your wardrobe and send it to you. And you try it on what you like, you keep what you don't like, you send back if it doesn't fit. It was really good. I don't know for sure, but my, at the time, I don't think Amazon did this, but now they do. And now I get a lot of my clothes off Amazon. I go see what I want, read the reviews and I order it, try it on. And if it's not there again, I love their return policy. You just put it in the, th actually, no, it, now it's unreal. Now you don't even have to mess with the packaging. You just take it to the, to the, you know, we've got a place over here, take it to the drop off and uh, give it to them with your little barcode and they package it. It's just, it's incredible, you know, and for us, and this is, this may be a good place for us to land this Tom too, for us to all look at if we have a product, if we have a service, again, if we're an employee in a company as well to look and see who is doing it best. If you have a plumbing company, who is the number one plumbing company in your area and go see what they're doing. I think Amazon spends a lot of time just seeing who's kicking butt out there and they go and emulate that. And what can we all do? Who can we go look at? And also, who can you ask too? My gosh, yeah, that's you got a plumbing company? Man, survey people. You can go on Facebook right now and say, hey, what are the things that you are that you hate most about plumbing companies? And who's a plumbing company that ever impressed you? And what did they do and why? I mean, we can go find this out. We don't have to invent it and go down in a hole and figure it out. Go figure out who is doing it well. And what do people want? That's what we're ultimately talking about here. And they, and then what they're going to say is the why Tom, just as you talked about. Yeah. So for all of our business owners who are looking at this, uh, I'm just going to give a shout out to Howard Partridge. He's our exclusive small business coach. Uh, and we work with business owners, helping them. And, and I think most people know what a USP is a unique selling proposition. When you sell something, what is unique about what your offer is that will attract people and keep customers and make them happy? And that's good. Now there's something that's better than good that Howard's developed and it's called a unique experience proposition mm -hmm. or, or unique, instead of a unique selling uh, proposition, it's unique experience proposition. So as a business owner, what can we do to create the most phenomenal experience possible. And that's really the continuity, the word experience is the continuity of all the examples that we've given today. Because Starbucks, they charge a lot of money for a cup of coffee, but why do we go there? It's the experience. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm heading there as soon as we hang up here. Yeah. Why do we, why do we like, uh, you know, Amazon prime versus others? It's, it's, it's the experience. It's the ease. It's the one click. It's all these different things. It's not that the product itself is so much different. Uh, and of course, when you, when you figure out how to deliver the ultimate experience and then you can scale that a little bit, then you get to compete on the other areas as well. And so as a business owner, I want you to think about what is the experience. That's great. If you're a sales professional, what is the experience that would make you and your business unforgettable? And deliver that. Focus on delivering that. Well, and that's, my gosh, I'll, shameless promotion for Ziegler. That's the first thing that I hear about when people testify to any 
any touch point they've had with Ziggler, whether they're calling to buy a product or service, but especially if they come to an event and participate and say, I felt like I was part of the family. It made me, I, I know when I went to Ziggler legacy certification course that my, my headline statement was, it just made me want to be a better man. The experience and the content and the people made me want to be a better person. So, you know, for, again, for everybody here to go back and audit, if you have a product or service, look at your website, look at the front page. Is it about you and your features and your uh, functions or is it about the benefit that you offer somebody? And is it about them? And, and which brings, makes me think of Donald Miller, uh, story brand. And he's saying, is, are you making on your website, are you making the, the client, the customer, they're the hero, not you. Are they the hero? Again, man, these are big paradigm shifts. It's easy to say, but for us to all go back, if you have a product or service, go back, listen to the show, go back and audit what you're doing. And is it coming through what the benefit is? Do people know, are you espousing the benefit of your product or service, not the features and not the functions? And again, and Tom, I really like this one. And you, you mentioned Seth Godin a little bit, a bit ago, and it's from his book, a uh, linchpin, I think that that brought out how to be irreplaceable. I don't know if that's a word to use, but in essence, how to be that. If you're an employee right now, does your does your employer know the benefit you provide? Does the customer, if you're in contact with them, know the benefit you provide? Do your coworkers know the benefit you provide? I, I was exposed to a, a company recently, and there was somebody who was you know X Y Z happened, and it was talked about. Maybe we need to let them go, and the employees did not want that person let go. Oh my gosh, you can't get rid of, you know, whatever their name is, Bob. I mean, they're the light of this place. They, the spirit that they bring in, that had nothing to do with the acumen that they brought to the job in that position. It was who they are. And the employees wanted the person to stay. Who out there, are you that person? What are you known for? That, that'd be a great one right there, Tom. What are you known for? That's a great muse. Uh, it's, incredible topic. Thanks to everybody. We had so many people respond here. I hope it got our head around. It does me, Tom. I literally just pulled up my website. I think, how am I, how am I doing? How am I doing? We got to, we, gotta, we need to check up for the neck up constantly on this one, but uh, I am grateful to be a part of Ziggler because Ziggler is known for loving and caring people. I don't know what more I would want to be known for. Uh, thanks everybody on Facebook for tuning in. Uh, it was a pleasure. Amen. Thanks brother. I trust this show has you more clearly thinking about the benefit you provide in your business, at work. How about even at home? It's just such a great perspective. Uh, what is the benefit we offer the world? Coming up in episode 823, get your marching orders for the day. Andy Andrews is with us again. He cites George Washington Carver saying he was up before the birds and would promptly go outside and get his marching orders for the day. And he prescribes to this as well. And he shares some of the most valued routines here in my habits show. If you didn't hear episode 819, where I talked with Andy about his new book, Just Jones, please go listen to it. You're going to hear some of his personal story of both parents dying while he was a child, ended up living under a pier, literally, and ultimately being befriended by an older man named Jones. Uh, to come from this lifestyle and seeming lack to being a renowned best-selling author and influencer to influencers requires some healthy habits and routines that differ from the norm. So here in this episode, you'll hear some of those, but you'll also hear us go on a tangent of parenting and some counsel Andy gave me years ago that stuck. And as a teaser, I'll just tell you this is, or ask you this, is it your goal to raise good kids? That's what we all say, right? Or is it, as Andy says, it's really to raise good adults. And it's a paradigm shift that's really important. So if you want a serious and significant dive into core issues of parenting, you're going to find it in this episode, as well as going through some of his awesome habits. Till then, folks, thank you, as always, for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. <laughs>